0: Carol Gold.
1: Hi, it's Tuesday, August 30th. I'm Carol Gold, and welcome to Think for Yourself. When you podcast regularly, no matter who you are, assuming that what you're doing is covering the news, it becomes very difficult to bring a new perspective because the way that you interpret the news is going to be very contingent upon your own personal biases, your own personal perspective, and your own political agenda to some extent, or at least the politics with which you identify. And I've run up against that with this podcast because my goal has always been to talk to you in a way that causes you to think for yourself, because obviously that's what I'm all about. I'm all about promoting that everyone gather information and make their own conclusions and not follow the pack, not do what others are doing simply because they're doing it. And every once in a while, I find myself running into that wall I just described, which is I feel like my own perspective at times gets very limited based upon there are really only three ways to look at and to interpret what's going on around us. And I try to come at it from all three perspectives, but my own political leanings have me at times coming at it from one political perspective more than another. And here's what I mean. The three ways are... We can either look at what's happening in the country from a left perspective, from a liberal left of center perspective, or if you're extremely left from a socialist perspective or even a communist perspective, or you can look at it from the right, which is a conservative perspective. And if you go all the way right, you're going to get right wing kind of maybe white nationalists or whoever they are all the way out on that right side. But you're going to come at it from left or from right. Or if you try to kick it up a notch, like I like to say, then you're gonna come at it from a higher perspective. In my case, I like to do that from a metaphysical or a spiritual perspective. And most of the time, I think I succeed. I succeed at always bringing the news and bringing, admittedly, my personal bias, which probably leans to the right, conservative. But I don't even like that term, I actually don't like any terms to define people and what they think, because I think the minute you give them a definition, other people lump a whole bunch of perhaps preconceived and inapplicable characteristics to someone simply because they are a liberal or they are a conservative. But anyway, the other thing that I try very hard to do is to always come on here and to bring you something that is thought provoking. There are so many stories that you can get covered elsewhere and get either that strong left or that strong right perspective. And I prefer to give you another angle perhaps, or at least to give you a broad enough set of facts that cause you to look at things beyond those limited categories or beyond those limited perspectives. For the last few days, I've been having difficulty deciding what I wanted to talk to you about on this particular episode. Because the news is highly polarized and people really are hunkering down in their perspectives. I can't come on a podcast and give you a completely liberal point of view because I don't have one. That's not my lens at which I look at things. Although I do... As I tell you, try to think for myself and try to gather my facts from all different sources of input, be they left, right, or sometimes middle. The only interesting story that I've come upon in the last few days has to do with energy, has to do with actually the European situation currently as it regards natural gas and and fuel. And of course, all of that has to do with the war in Ukraine and Putin's cutting off of natural gas and fuel to Europe because of the stand that the EU took on the invasion of Ukraine by the Russians and because Europe said it was gonna stop buying Russian oil or at least impose tariffs. I'm not sure exactly, I don't remember exactly, but the point is Putin stopped selling to them. And so Europe is in a crisis The winter is coming. There isn't going to be enough fuel. But there's an angle to this that I didn't know until I read an article on a website called Zero Hedge, which is extremely right, generally, extremely right-wing, but oftentimes does provide an angle into stories or at least reveal facts that otherwise are very hard to find. The article was this. China has been buying excess oil and natural gas, from Russia, more than China needs, much more than China needs. Now they're paying a premium for it, but they're buying more than they need. Why? Because China is selling it to Europe. The same fuel and the same natural gas that Europe won't buy from Russia and Russia won't sell to Europe is actually still getting to Europe through China. The difference is Russia and China are making more money under the current sanctions than they would otherwise because Russia's selling China the excess of oil and gas at a premium and then China's marking it up two or three times and selling it to Europe because they have Europe by the throat because Europe needs the energy. They're not going to be able to get through the winter without mass deaths from the cold. People are already lining up in Europe to try to buy wood for wood stoves or for, I guess, whatever way they can burn wood. They are panicked and desperate in advance of what could be a very cold winter. Here's the irony, and it's one of these, you know, watch the left hand, don't watch the right hand, or you might see what I'm doing The war in Ukraine is multifaceted, and I wouldn't even begin to get into that story and what is probably really happening there and who's playing what role. But what is knowable now, what is evident, is that whatever Europe and the United States allegedly has, quote, done to Putin because of Putin's invasion of Ukraine has only strengthened Putin and is only enriching the Chinese, who are, in fact, our adversaries. In fact, they're much more dangerous than than Russia would probably ever be. I share that story because now I want to shift to another story about Asia, but it is the complete polar opposite of what I just spoke about. I don't think I've ever recommended, I know I have never recommended a television show or a movie on this podcast. But two days ago, I stumbled upon a show on Netflix called The Extraordinary Attorney Woo. It's a Korean drama. There are subtitles. I don't read subtitles. I don't like to read some. I mean, I read them. I can read them. I don't like to read them. I never go to movies that have subtitles. I just don't enjoy it. For me, it takes away from, I guess, the story of watching the story, but I don't know why I started to, I guess it's because she's an attorney when I think about it. It's about an attorney, right? And I am one. So it caught my attention. But from the moment it began until the episode was over, I was riveted. I was riveted in my seat and could not take my eyes off the screen. It's the story of a young girl whose mother left and the father raises her. And she doesn't speak till she's five years old. And the doctors tell her father that she has autistic spectrum disorder. And the father is headed home one day from the doctor's office and he's distraught over the diagnosis. And a neighbor, a male neighbor comes out and begins to fight with her father and accuse her father of having an affair with the neighbor's wife and begins to beat her father. And the little girl panics and begins to bang her head with her hands and suddenly blurts out six sentences of criminal law in South Korea. What criminal law says about assault and battery and everybody stops cause they all know she can't, she's never spoken. She's five years old and she just blurts out line for line what the statute says. The story goes on from there and develops from there. She grows up this little girl in the story to become an attorney. And she tries her first case in the first episode. I wanted to talk about this podcast for two reasons. Maybe, no, for three reasons. The first is the lead actress deserves whatever the equivalent of an Oscar or an Emmy or whatever it is, she deserves to get an award for playing this part because she's not autistic in real life. You know, her faculties are just fine. She is a Korean actress who apparently has starred in other series before this one. I think her name is Park Eun Bin. Look her up, P-A-R-K-E-U-N-B-I-N. A beyond talented actress. So number one, I bring it up to you because she's a phenomenal actress and you should see her play this part. Number two, the ethics and the law and the compassion and the truth that are communicated in this episode are everything that we're lacking. Everything that we're lacking in our society and in our culture. Yes, she runs up against prejudice about her autism, but she is bold with it and straightforward with it and not ashamed of it and wears it like a badge of honor. And immediately she is accepted for her skills, for who she is, not for how her disability makes her appear to be or behave in any situation. The law, which can be what we call black letter law, meaning by the letter of the law, no deviation left or right, but only as the law says, no interpretation of it, no allowance for deviation for human error or compassion or uh, extenuating circumstances, none of that. Black letter law. The show begins to hold the line on black letter law But she is so extraordinary, the character, and she is so honest about her own emotions that she quickly has other people see, she quickly wins them over to see that it's more than black letter law, that as attorneys, they have to be more than just follow the letter of the law. They have to take into account all sorts of human condition that bear upon it. So they are open to receiving who she is and the talent that she brings. Another aspect of what we're missing, an openness to people who are different from us. And I don't mean physically different. I'm not talking at the moment about physical disability. I'm talking about these polarized positions and opinions and political parties. I'm talking about being open to truth wherever it might come from. We're not there. We've lost that ability for some reason. And whether someone set out to deliberately take it away or whether in conjunction with that we willingly and slowly gave it up, I don't know. But we've lost the ability to listen to one another and to respond honestly, to be able to say... I was wrong at how I was looking at this. You've made a good point, and that point is substantiated by the facts. But also, I understand the compassion that's necessary to incorporate what you're saying into what I was formally believing was accurate. We don't do that anymore. We've lost that. So the first reason is the acting. The second reason is the incredible portrayal of honesty and compassion and legality and all of that rolled into one combined with human frailty and human strength. The last reason is The incredible difference between following the stories like Europe's fuel crisis and Putin selling natural gas to China and China marking it up and selling it to Europe, that game. The difference between watching or following or reading about that game and then watching something that is so inspiring and makes you realize the best of humanity the discrepancy, the distance between the two is almost immeasurable. It's so great. And yet what China has done with COVID, what China is doing with espionage, what China is doing with buying up farmland and real estate in the United States, what China is attempting to do, which is to rule the world, it's an Asian country just like South Korea. But again, the difference between what one culture is teaching and aspiring to, and what the other culture is teaching and aspiring to, what one culture values versus what the other culture values is stunning. And it's instructive. I think, as I often do, that the stage we're going through, you know, Joe Biden talks about we're in a transition and his his press secretary talks about always using the word while we're going through this transition, I don't think the transition is actually what they're talking about. They're talking about a transition, quite honestly, from capitalism or free market enterprise to socialism and total state control of everything you think, do, and say. The transition that I think we're going through is a transition from being comatose, from being compliant, from being asleep at the wheel to waking up and realizing that we've abdicated responsibility for our own lives and our own nation for too long. And the result is where we are now, being pressed from every side, economically and culturally and educationally, financial, every way, from every direction. And it's because we were asleep at the wheel. We have to take responsibility for that. And I think people are actually beginning to do that. I'm optimistic about that. But you still have to be aware that those who would have you not think for yourselves are still fighting for their lives to stay in control. If I leave you with any thought, it's, it's this. It struck me. You know, on Thursday, President Biden is going to Independence Hall in Pennsylvania, in Philadelphia. I grew up in Philadelphia, suburban Philadelphia. And Independence Hall holds tremendous meaning for me, both as a former Philadelphian, but also as a constitutionalist and as an attorney. He's going to the Constitutional Center to talk about democracy. But if you think for yourself, he's going to a place where the white slave owners that he is endlessly condemned drew up the document that each and every day he's in office, he end runs or violates. The borders are open, the Inflation Reduction Act, the forgiveness, the loan forgiveness for college students, for payback. These are all unconstant, the 87,000 new to IRS agents to go after who? seriously. Because it must be to go after people under 400,000 because the Democrats wouldn't allow an amendment to the bill that would have prohibited that. Every day, this man violates, ignores, mocks, and condescends to everyone in this country who believes that that document is our saving grace. So if you think for yourself, when you listen to him, and he will probably talk about MAGA Republicans He will probably raise the flag of protecting our democracy. When he does that, in that place that he condemns because the white slave owners drew up that document at that location, think for yourself. Put two and two together and don't let them tell you it's five. Put two and two together and reach the only conclusion there is to reach that number one, you're being deceived and you're being manipulated, and it's for a purpose, and it's for the good, but it's not your good. It's for the good of a select few who are the insiders. The rest of us be damned. But also, I want to go back and close with the story about Russia and China and the extraordinary attorney Wu. What you look at is what you give energy to. Think about the things that you're filling your mind with every day. Think about the websites you go to. Think about what you do when you look at your iPhone. Think about the news that's being pumped at us 24-7 and how it all has an agenda one way or another. And find for yourself those things that enlighten you, uplift you, inspire you, and make you feel good not only about yourself but about humanity and its future because we feed our mind and our souls no less than we feed our bodies. Everything we put in to our bodies, to our minds, and our souls is what makes us who we are. We have control over that. We have control over what we let in and what we don't let in. And the things that we give energy to are the things that we, in essence, promote. And when enough of us turn away from the darkness, when enough of us turn away from the manipulation, when enough of us turn away and say, you don't own me, you don't direct me, I answer to a higher authority. I decide for myself what is good for me, what is good for my family, what is good for my community, what is good for my nation. You don't tell me that. I make that decision myself. This is not my usual podcast. But I just couldn't today do the whole left and right, here's the news, here's who the good guys are, here's who the bad guys are. Because number one, I don't ever think either side ever has all the good or all the bad. My perspective is to keep an open mind. And at the same time that I can cover stories about the fuel shortage in Europe, I can discuss the extraordinary attorney Wu Because I decide what I feed myself, and I decide what I share with you. Thanks for listening. I'm Carol Gold. I'll be back here again this week. And until I am, by all means, think for yourself.
0: Carol thanks you for spending your valuable time with her. It is her mission to empower you to remember how smart and capable you are. Be sure to check out Carol's website, carolgold.com. That's Carol with an E gold.com please leave a review and subscribe here so you'll be alerted to carol's next podcast until then above all else
1: remember it's time
0: to think for yourself